Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I am here with my lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Lee. Hello. Hi. Hello, sisters. It's June. The official, unofficial kickoff of the 2017 fantasy football season is July 4th. That's when things get serious, but that doesn't mean that we've been sitting around doing nothing. Oh, no. We have some early predictions and overall thoughts about the fantasy football landscape, and we want to get the conversation rolling. Actually, Ashley and I did our first draft last night. Brennan's done with you because she's an ad. (laughs) <laughs> problems problems you guys seriously uh, <laughs> and i felt like this was already too early i was like i'm oh, not yeah, prepared so, so early yes i was like injuries injuries i'm so scared injuries um but this show is all about our early observations so what you should look for at the start do your research obviously keep track of what's happening on teams injuries and whatnot but we're going to go through some of our highs and lows um, looking forward to the drafting season. So, ladies, what's your favorite position in a fantasy football draft? You like that pause? You like that pause? We're not going that way yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I wanted to be a setter, but I was too tall. <laughs> That's what a I thought. Setter. Volleyball. Uh, You know what? I think uh, almost every draft so far in the world is starting with the same six players. And those are Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., and Julio Jones. And I'm pretty confident in all of those. And I would feel fine starting with any of them. So I feel like if I'm in the top six, I feel pretty good. After that, it gets a little more dicey, in my opinion, to be entirely frank. Because then it's like, do you go with LaShawn McCoy or Melvin Gordon? Do you go with A.J. Green or Mike Evans? And I just, I'm probably more an A.J. Green girl myself, but we'll get into that later. Uh, But yeah, so I think that I I like being towards the front. I mean, I used to like the end, but man, right now, I don't know. I think I like to get one of those elite players before I move on. Ashley, what's your favorite position? Okay, I love that this is what we start off with, and it is so clearly sums up as sisters. I took this very literally as position, like favorite football position. No, versus no. position in the draft. It's like if Brandon said, "This is blue," I'd say, "No, Brandon, it's cobalt." Oh my! God. That's how literal. I very will tell you, I'm very literal. So it's literal, it's, it's out true. of control. So I'm gonna uh, just kind of freeform this one. Then it was running back. Anyway. <laughs> So you are a setter, <laughs> uh, but like you, Brent, it's hard because if you're at the beginning, to me, it's a lot easier because there's very clear top tier that you have to take. It's when you're lower and depending on the number of people in your draft where it gets a little tricky. Um, in our family draft, I am 
I think I'm what seven out of 10, not my favorite, not my favorite at all. Last night I was number one out of 12. So it's funny when it came around, I guess I did like a final ranking and I feel really great about my team. I think I ranked towards the bottom because I only had one top 25 player and I'm like, well, yeah, of course I only do what there's 24 picks before me essentially, you know? So, um, I prefer being, I actually prefer being nine or 10 in a 10 team league. So I can do two really good ones back to back on the turn. That's where I prefer to be. The middle is where it gets dicey. Unless you're like four, four is a sweet spot to be. Four is the sweet spot. I, I agree, Ashley. Four is like my only like mid ranking that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I prefer to be, yeah, at the beginning or the end of a draft so I can pick two close together. So at least I feel like, I'm not getting robbed by a player like halfway through, you know, it's like, Oh man, it's like I pick one and I know I have another pick. So I feel like, Oh, okay. I can, you know, have an option. I I, I have one of the guys that I really like. So I, I like that as well. I don't like to be forced to have to pick somebody. Plus I don't like to like, you know, I don't know, follow what everybody else is doing. But Bray, oh, let's see here. Ashley, what's your least favorite draft position? And uh, we're not talking about uh, football positions here. I know it's a shame because I just went on a huge rant about tight ends in my notes. But oh, um, okay. well, least favorite position for me is seven, which is why I didn't want to be. Because again, you come in at you're right in the middle, but you're not quite enough where you're going to get another good player for your third pick. You're just, it's just crappy enough of a position that you didn't get anyone really great the first time around, second or third time around. I hate number seven. I well, hate but that spot. What if, because like, as I said, the top six players are pretty much set, right? So that seventh spot, who would you take today at number seven? Well, I would probably take a running back at number seven because the, the nice thing that is the one nice thing is that because you do have a few good wide receivers in there and there's probably about five really good running backs, you're able to still get a decent running back at seven. Would you Whereas take McCoy? Would you I would take, take McCoy. Gordon? I like McCoy. Okay. What about you, Courtney? I'd take McCoy. This is the big debate. I think the seventh spot you're right is like the big debate. Who would you take, Courtney? Um... I mean, I like McCoy. I, I, you know, I really think Melvin Gordon's going to have a good year. Um, I'm an AJ so, Green girl. So uh, at seven, I mean, I, I don't think I think I'm a. I think I'd prefer McCoy or, or Gordon. I think yeah. those two are my. There's more. There's more depth at wide receiver. I didn't get OBJ. I didn't get Julio. I didn't get Antonio Brown. So I'd rather snag one of the decent potentially solo backs then grab AJ green because there's other really good wide receivers I can get around the turn. Yeah. I think I got Antonio Brown with pick number three. I went Antonio, but I've never been a zero running back person. So I don't think taking AJ green means now all of a sudden you're zero running back, but I think that the guys had a thousand yards every year. He's been in the national football league, barely missed it by only 36 yards last season and only played in 10 games. So He's I agree, but, solid. but you could wait and maybe get Jordy, who's just as solid. I guess my feeling with having the middle pick, it's not just about the first round. I mean, I feel like the first round, for the most part, you can't go wrong. 
depending on yeah. what, you know, what thing you are. My thing is that when it goes down later in the draft, I don't like being in the center of the draft because I feel like trends are started either at the beginning or at the end of each mm -hmm. round. And therefore I have to follow the trend of what everybody else is doing. Um, which I don't want to do that. You know, like I'd rather start the trend. Like I'd rather, okay. You know, start taking that second tier tight ends where some people are like, okay, boom, boom, boom. We need to start taking tight ends because they're going off the board now or whatever. You know, I don't want, I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm always trying to catch up. So Although, I guess it's just, a yeah. I love that when you're in the end though, because let's say there is a run on state quarterbacks, you can sit there and like at least mentally feel better about yourself and pick like a wide receiver and then follow up with the running back or the quarterback. And be like, yeah, but I didn't take him in the fifth round. Took him in six. Nope. That's right. Way better. <laughs> Way better. Right, right, right <laughs> next player in the 10 spot, right? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I, but I, yeah, that's just it. But either way, you have to be aware of them. And you're right, Courtney. It's hard to start a trend at pick seven. Right. Right. Yeah. And for whatever yeah. reason, it usually is the people that have the turn that get to kind of say, I took boom, boom, two tight ends. And you go, what? Same person right. took two tight ends. Now I got to do something. Um, although, right. you know, we always try to tell you here at Hervé's Football to, to watch yourself. Don't go too off the deep end. Um, mm. But, yeah, certainly you have to be aware of that, though. If it's all gone, it's all gone. Yeah, and you're kind of getting a weird pick of defenses and kickers at the end, too. You know, which I guess if you're at the end of the pick, end of the round, too, you, you kind of feel that way. I don't know. It's just not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but do you know what is my favorite? Hmm. Uh, hello, Fresh. Hello. Hello. hello Are you ready to be fresh. a part of the food delivery movement and that you're seen everywhere? If not, you should be because it's fabulous. Quite frankly, HelloFresh is the best of them out there. For $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB30 at checkout. So for $30 off, enter her FFB30 at your checkout um, for your first week of deliveries. It is fabulous. It's less than $10 a meal, which I don't think you can beat. Uh, the other night, my husband made the peppercorn steak and it came with kale and my husband wouldn't even touch kale before we made it. <laughs> and he loved it, like loved it. Even the kids ate it. So wow. I mean, that was fabulous. And then wow. Brandon was in town last weekend here in Denver and mm. Ashley cooked up the catfish, the little zesty crusted catfish. Yeah. Um, really good. So we all got to try that. Yeah, it was it was delicious. So there's, you know, a lot of they offer a lot of light summery meals right now. And it's and it's great. And they have two full time registered dietitians on staff who review each recipe to ensure it is nutritional. So it really feels like it's coming straight from the farm to your house and you cook it and it's delightful. Absolutely we would delightful. know because we lived in Nebraska for nine years. That's yeah, true. We know farms. We know farms. We know farms. <laughs> <laughs> we know Farm Fresh, and that's what HelloFresh sure is. <laughs> so again, for $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter HerFFB30 at checkout. Again, the promo code is HerFFB30. And with that, you'll get $30 off your first week. It's excellent. All right, ladies. Um, first or second round busts this year. Who are you kind of scared to take early? avoiding uh ashley what, what about you well first of all my teams are not great so this was really interesting trying to find first and round picks of anyone in my team i i, I think brandon probably felt this according got all the good teams this year 
I was like, no, no, no. Do we all feel like we got bad teams this year? Brandon got all the good teams. Okay. Well, actually, Ashley, that's exactly how I started off with saying, here's a quick recap of my team. So Washington Redskins, nobody. Tennessee Titans, nobody. Carolina Panthers, nobody. San Francisco, not in the first two rounds. San Francisco 49ers, no one. Detroit Lions, no one. Houston Texans, no one. The Jets, come on now. Obviously no one. (laughs) Then I have Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and Oakland. So I've got one from each of those teams. I have a total of three players in the top 20 that are taken off the board right now. Three. So, yeah, you can't you can't even do it. You no. can't you can't even compete with how bad my teams are. Well, well <laughs> which is only, why I enjoy them. Well, the only one I could really think <laughs> of that I'm not sure will do great was Jay Ajayi. Oh. I know. I feel like I'm kind of an outcast on this, but Maybe I just have too good of a memory of times past before he blew up last year. He was just so hot and cold. I hate this entire offense. I also feel like I don't really love Jarvis Landry, which I also know is not a favorable opinion. I just, this offense is so anemic to me that that to me, Jay Ajayi, I'm just nervous that this was like flash in a pan kind of moment that it was his year and this is not going to be it again that that was just kind of an anomaly so now he's gonna have a second year slump yeah i feel like this was i was kind of his first year really having the role and now he's in that kind of second year slump potential which not everyone does have the second year slump but to me i just saw too inconsistent of pay, play to really feel solid about jj now, do I still think he'll do fine? Yeah, he probably will. But for me, I would rather take a LeGarrette Blunt than Jay Ajayi. I feel more late. I can get him late, and I feel more confident about him, and I've got more historical data to look at to say that this guy can play ball. Yeah, for me, you're worried about this guy's you know, second big year. Um, I'm worried about the, my guy's 40th big year. I'm talking about Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> and I don't think I'm the only one out there that is kind I'm of nervous too. freaking out nervous. the yeah. fact that he hasn't played for a year. My fingers are crossed, so. though, because I like him. Part of me feels like he's going to play really well because he's in Oakland, which is like his team and where he wanted to play, and that he's just going to be having line. fun being like, I'm a Raider, you know? Yeah, except you have to get him in the middle of the second round and to pick a guy who hasn't played a He's full got a year. high ADP. For and when not he retired, he only played, like literally like, you know, retired for a year. He only played seven games the year before in 2015 for 497 yards and three touchdowns. He wasn't even like close to being on track for the numbers he had the year before, which was a lot, which I would be drafting him in the second first round, obviously. He had 1,673 yards and 17 touchdowns. Now, yes, he would be one of my first picks. And I know you're thinking in your head, wow, Marshawn Lynch in the second round. What great value. But I don't think so. I I agree. Yes, now there is good news, and Brandon had mentioned it. Their offensive line is out of control. And the running back before him, Latavius Murray, had great stats. But if you want him, you have to pay for him. And I don't think I want to reach for a guy who's 31 years old, hasn't played in a year, isn't practicing on a team he's unfamiliar with in a division where you're going against the Broncos and the Chiefs defense twice. It kind of scares me. So I'm not in love. I'm not in love. He's 
he could be amazing, but I'm very nervous. I think he could be a bust. Brandon, what your, do you think? It's your team. And I'm and we, at, the, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about people we're going to take as our last pick before kickers and defenses. Like just, you know, someone we were just going to take a, you know, dart throw on. To me, Jalen Richard, because of what you just said, is someone that I'm very interested in. Because Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're going to, at bare minimum, use him on third down to keep Marshawn Lynch fresh because he's been out for a year. So that's at bare minimum to me. He's going to have one play almost every single time they have the ball. So I, I don't know. I'm with you. I I, I, I hope it works out because I like him personally. We love and him. I'm glad he's back in the league. Um, but yeah, I wish it wasn't second round. You're right. I'm totally with you. I want to say um, also uh, on one of your teams, I'm a little nervous about Mike Evans not getting Me a million. Too. Oh my gosh. I actually started off before yeah. I realized a writer on teams write about Mike Evans and I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to write about Mike Evans. Me too. Actually, he's who me I'm too. most nervous about. I'm like, oh, I think he'll be fine. I mean, and again, I think the word bust, you know, or, you know, potential yeah, bust yeah. is, is kind of overdrawn. They're all good players, obviously. But just like, how high do we have to go? Uh, but for me, because it's my team, um, I'm going to go with Rob Gronkowski on this one. Uh, he's kind of at the end of the second, beginning of the third, which is the lowest his ADP has been in years. So in yeah. a way, you're going to feel, again, like it's a bargain, like you were saying about Marshawn Lynch, Courtney. Yeah. It's like, you think that, okay. Uh, you know, part of the problem, though, is that he is undoubtedly the best pass-catching tight end in the National Football League today. It is not a debate. It is just true. Uh, the guy, I'm, I'm not kidding you, uh, has just been a, a complete and utter beast. Okay, fine. Even with struggling with injuries, he led the league among tight ends with at least 35 targets with a 15.1 depth per aimed throw. He led with 8.7 yards after the catch, 0.42 points per opportunity in standard leagues, 0.57 in PPR settings, but he hasn't played in 16 games since 2011. Last season, he played in eight games, but three of those games, it was zero or one catch for 11 or less yards. Obviously, you're going to have less than 11 yards if you have zero catches. So um, that's not going to that's not going to cut it. So I am all in, except for the fact that um, I'm worried I'm only going to get him for five games. And if I'm going to take someone that early, so many other teams don't care about tight end production. If I take someone in the first, second, or third round, even at the beginning of the third, um, then I am re relying on him for points, right? Because he's my main guy, one of my main guys, and I. Man, I just go back and forth on it. I haven't decided yet, and that's why it's just someone I'm scared about. I'm not saying don't do it, but there is fear, and I think it's it's warranted. I never do it. It, it is warranted, it. and I have never done it before. I've never been a Gronkowski owner, but last night. She took him. I took him. Where did third he drop? Pick, third, third pick, third round. See, I, I would do that, though. Third, I yeah. said, you know what? It's third round. I, yeah. you, because last year he went at, like, the eighth pick in the first round. Yep. Right? And it was like, what the heck? You know, that is too much. Second round, fifth pick, too much. But I comment, I was like, it came back to me in the third round, and I was like, if I'm ever going to own Gronk, this is my moment. I'll so agree I, with that. I went I for it. I totally went for it. But I knew it. My husband was very angry with me. He sent me angry faces when I took Gronkowski um, <laughs> through text message. But uh, I was like, you know, it's – I can do third. If he's in my yeah. first or second, though, I'm, I'm... No, you can't do it. And that's, uh, yeah, I've never owned him before because of that. But so, the problem is, know. good thing you did a draft now, because all the reports out of camp is that he's healthy, he looks great. So watch that ADP go up. 
Right now, it's like at right. the end of the second, beginning of the third. I don't think yeah. that's going to last much I'm longer. not going to be able to get him in any of my other drafts. Right. So I'll just be happy yeah. I got him. Live it up. Time. You got him once. Congrats. All right, ladies. Let's dive into the quarterbacks, which uh, is kind of my favorite position in fantasy football. And I say that because I've won or gotten second two years in a row in a two-quarterback league with Alex Smith and Carson Palmer. Just want to throw that out there. It's possible, yep. people. It's possible to have a crappy quarterback and still win your championship. That is right. Just saying. But let's do our breakout quarterbacks first. The quarterbacks we like this year. Brandon, what about you? I'm going to go on your tangent, Courtney. And I'm going to say your Alex Smith or Carson Palmer this year is going to be none other than Jared Goff. This is so crazy. Oh, so good. I love it. I got a hot so take good. for you. Got Talk to me, Brandon. I don't think it's that hot. First of all, the guy doesn't even have an ADP. Literally, he is not on the top 200 players taken off the board. But so you're not suggesting to agent. draft him, are you? Or yeah, as your last pick, or, or if you're okay. in a two-quarterback right. or a super flex league, which is basically sure. a two-quarterback league, right? Sure. So no, I'm not saying you take him above Aaron Rodgers or something crazy. I am telling you, though, that he will outperform being outside of the top 200 players in the National Football League this year. And I feel pretty confident about that. First of all, Sean McVay is their new head coach. Jeff Fisher, I don't... I don't know how he keeps showing up in our lives. Someone needs to explain Jeff Fisher to me. It, it can't be done, really. I know it. So, uh, But Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins, and he is part of the reason that that Kirk Cousins developed to the quarterback he is, which, by the way, Kirk Cousins was the fourth most accurate quarterback over the last two seasons. He is getting it done. That's why they're on all these contract conversations and everything like that, because even though he's not flashy, they know they have to pay him. Well, I don't think that Goff's going to get up to Kirk Cousins' level. I'm going to be honest with you. But I do think he's going to be much better than what you think. And I think that this is a very interesting year for him to grow. They brought in Cooper Cup, who is actually not – okay, he is the FCS best wide receiver of all time. Beat Jerry Rice's records. Run Won the awards that Jerry Rice – it was named after, for crying out loud. Uh, he has the most receiving yards. He has the most touchdowns in F FCS history in college. And he had a great camp with him while Tavon Austin was out with injury. So he's probably going to be his possession receiver, incredibly accurate, great hands, awesome athlete. I'm sorry, generation. his name's uh, Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> We're big on names here. We're big on names. And they got Gerald Everett, who straight up, Sean McVay was like, I want Gerald Everett to be the next Jordan Reed. Okay. Well, sign me up. Hopefully so all healthier. of the pieces are coming in here to help. And also, if there are people to throw the ball to, maybe Todd Gurley is not going to see a full box every time it goes up there. So I think this could actually be a much improved offense. And I just think that if you're looking for someone that literally may be on your free agency, but who actually is the starter, because people that aren't, you know, like right now there's like quarterback controversies in Denver and other places. You can't do that. But you know Goff is the starter. He's got new management. They've definitely given him more weapons. I, th I think he's incredibly interesting this year, and I, I'm going to stand by that. He's like the restaurant that gives you food poisoning every single time you go to visit it. But then a new owner comes in. They redesign the, the restaurant. They have you're a new menu, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm back to try this again. The expectation level is so low for the Rams that really any upwards is, is amazing, you know, when it comes yeah. to their talent. So I, I agree. I, I like that. Ashley, what about you? 
but you still don't make plans after you eat at the restaurant in case you're going to have a code brown. That's, that's right. That's drive. right. That's why okay. Jared Goff sure. is not your yeah. number one quarterback. Yeah. He's not even your right. number two. He's your super flex secret I, weapon. I, I, is I all can I'm get saying. on board. He's a secret weapon. I thought you were trying to imply because Brian, I talked about this last week when she was in town. She's like Jared Goff, and I was like, "Wow, you were really on the Rams train right now." Which she is. I'm sure, she'll get to you later. But because none of them are getting drafted, and someone has to play football on that team. That's right. Somebody does. Somebody Kenny does. Britt went over a thousand yards last year on that team. That's right. That's right. It's possible. Ashley, who do you got? Who's your breakout quarterback? Mine's not really a breakout because he's always breakout, but I just want to remind people because tis the time of the year that we have to remind people that Drew Brees is still one of the best quarterbacks in football. I don't know why this has to be reminded every year, but it is my duty to remind you yet again, in case you're having early drafts, that Drew Brees is still the man. I think he's going to have a heck of a year. They have a strong backfield, which is always helps with the air, right? I will be intrigued to see how the AP edition will unfold. I am personally not optimistic about it. Corny took AP last night and I was like, what? I went crazy. Last but I like Ingram. Is I like this Kamara. another misfit team? I love it. She may have and a misfit I got Jamal team. Charles. But here's what wow. puts me over the edge about Drew Brees <laughs> this year. It's the addition of Ted Ginn Jr. I agree. I loved this move so 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 much he's starting in the right wide receiver position he's got great speed he's explosive great hands he's elusive and he brings some veteran leadership and knowledge to this team that i just think was really kind of needed in this wide receiving core and it kind of makes me a little bit nostalgic of like the old days you know where you got like colston was really coming and jimmy graham this is really heavy pass offense it still is now but you kind of weren't quite sure who was going to get the ball Tedkin just kind of, I think, is going to be that spark. I think he's a really great throw-your-dart kind of player. But I think what is important is that he has got really good hands, and this is a pass-first offense. So I think that Drew Brees is going to have an amazing year and that Ted Ginn could be somebody that really comes into play. But I do think this is going to downplay our very favorite tight end there, who I think now is just yet another receiver that is not going to be thought about in this offense, Mr. Kobe Flaner. But Drew Brees well, was still good over 5,000 yards. because he position with her breakout quarterback. Well, but that's what makes him so great is that we're kind of starting rounding out this offense, right? They've always had like a weird running back situation. I hate the AP edition. I won't be shy about that. But so I how really much better is he going to be than leading the league in yards? Well, he's got to get over 5,000 yards because that's what he does. He was the only quarterback who got over 5,000 yards last season. Doesn't he get my, more touchdowns? But my point is, is that no one, even like our draft, like there went, you know, Aaron Rodgers first. There went Andrew Luck first. And I'm like, how did you choose Andrew Luck, who may not even start the season before Drew Brees? Someone explain this to me. People don't know how hurt Andrew Luck is, and that's what's really scary. That's why you listen to the show. Andrew Luck has really hurt you guys. He's really hurt, but this is why I'm saying I had to bring up Drew Brees because for whatever reason, we have to constantly remind people that he is one of the best in his in his position. So, exists, so we have to stop. So <laughs> the, for me, quarterbacks is my favorite value pick. Like I never go high on quarterbacks. So I never own Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady usually not even Drew Brees or Andrew Luck. And usually I'm not able to draft the guy I'm going to tell you right now either. But because he was so bad last year, you can draft Cam Newton in the seventh round. 
I mean, come on, come on in the seventh round. Are you not worried? He's not going to be healthy by the start of season. Listen, so what? So you draft a backup quarterback that has a great matchup, you know, the first two weeks. I'm not concerned. And this is why I'm not concerned because it's not like he has his two, his three main targets are still there. They're not new. It's not like he has a whole bunch of new wide receivers that he has to become accustomed to, right? He still has Funches, he still has Benjamin, and he still has Greg Olson. So it's kind of the same group back together again. So I'm not as concerned at all. And let's all remember the division he's in. He plays the New Orleans Saints defense twice, the Buccaneers twice, and the Atlanta Falcons twice. I mean, you cannot ask for a better schedule. He has a third easiest schedule in the league for quarterbacks this year. And I I just, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Now he's not practicing after having surgery on his throwing shoulder. Yes. That is concerning, right? But Cam Newton is so much more than just a throwing quarterback. In fact, it can be frustrating the fact that he is so much more than just a throwing quarterback. <laughs> it's not always problem. easy to watch him run, and you think you're gonna he's gonna die, but he is Superman, people. But you and don't I, think that with the addition of Christian McCaffrey this year, this wasn't Carolina's way of saying, stop. You are not running anymore. We cannot continue no. with this style no, sure. of play. But they don't have I, enough time to implement the plays. That's right. And Christian, and Christian McCaffrey is only going to open it up for Cam Newton, in my opinion. I feel like Christian McCaffrey mm. is great. He's going to have, he's going to give Cam Newton a little extra time in the pocket to be able to throw. Christian McCaffrey is going to give a little extra decoy to the left so Newton can run to the right. I think Christian McCaffrey is exactly what Cam Newton needs to be able to stay healthy and exactly what he's going to need at the beginning of the season when he's still a little banged up to not threaten his career on one single play. So I think that Christian McCaffrey is only uh, a good thing for Cam Newton, and I like it. And again, the value is crazy time for somebody who was a top five quarterback every single year he's been in the league except last year. I'm just saying, you do you, but that's my pick. I guess. All I right, just, Ashley. I don't know. Yeah, it's not really about you. So I know. Let's I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just having like a Tiger Woods moment with him, where like he fundamentally at some point has to change his style of play to not get hurt. And maybe you guys are right. This is not the season because there's not time to change that. But it reminds me of Tiger Woods and how he put too much torque into his spin, and that he now cannot come back. At some point. Cam has to at least minimize and reduce how he runs and the power in which he runs because he just gets laid out. So that's the only part that makes me nervous. I'm just nervous about this offense as a whole. Just I'm nervous about the offense, but if he if he was still a top round guy, that'd be one thing. But now that's he's right, like, absolutely. You're not going to draft mean, him in the third round. Yeah, no. But you're getting him in the seventh round i think it's worth the risk in the seventh round i'm sorry i think i but i will say i think i think christian mccaffrey and curtis samuel the new like guy that they're trying to do in the slot Mm -hmm. i think they're going to be overdrafted though because you're right i don't think they have enough time to get them fully integrated i think it's going to be more kelvin benjamin than what people think even though he's quote-unquote fat i love otas it's all about who's fat and who looks great in a t-shirt i'm out Finally, some judgment. Our life. All right. Uh, Ashley, quarterback <laughs> bust. Let's whip through these. Who are you not drafting or telling people not to draft? Well, again, I have some really interesting teams. So Ryan Tannehill is 
an obvious one, as I can't think of any situation in which we would ever tell you to draft Ryan Tannehill, ever. But this is going to be controversial again in terms of actual realistic choices that you would actually draft. I'm not as high on Dak Prescott as everyone else is this year. I'm nervous again about this sophomore slump kind of situation. He was, you know, he had a good amount of touchdowns. I'll give him that. But he didn't break the 4,000-yard barrier. And I feel like they kind of had this year where, as, as messed up as it sounds, they were, like, riding on a high, which they shouldn't be on a high that Tony Romo was out. But I felt like there was just this, like, the two rookies out there to save the team. And they did really well. I just don't see it being as good this year. I still think that he is a, a, a top pick, but I don't think he's going to come in at number six where he was last year. I think he's going to land more in that 10, 11, 12 range when all is said and done in terms of fantasy rankings. So for me, I'm not willing to go that high because I see him barely cracking the top 10 when all is said and done. <laughs> be lucky if he cracks the top 15. <gasps> hate you, Tannehill. Oh. Anyway, Tannehill, Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak. Oh, no, Dak's good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, Tannehill can't no, crack Dak's the top great. 20. I'm not I nervous think... about Tanny. Okay, okay. Dak. Right, sorry. Dak, my bad. Welcome back. Um, so here's the deal for me. I, I like Mariota a lot. But I'm not a huge fan of him this year. I like him as your second quarterback, your backup guy. But definitely wow. don't put all your eggs in one basket, and this is why. Now, yes, they have the new edition of the sweet and shiny little toy of Eric Decker. But... They have a much harder schedule than what it looks like when you just look at the strength of schedule, right? They're ranked 19th for quarterbacks. So that's okay. It's in the middle of the street. But here's the problem. And if you're looking down the road in playoffs, which I always do before I draft, in week 13, he plays Houston, then Arizona, in Arizona. Then the 49ers, well, okay, that's great. So if you make it to your semifinals, you know, you can win that one. Um, but then they play the Rams in week 16, which I think are only going to be better too. And then if you have your championship in week 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is supposed to be well improved as well. So I don't love that. Oh, and the first five games of the season are Oakland, good defense, Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, and Miami. Ouch. I'm sorry. I just feel like he's going to struggle. The beginning and the end of this season. And I worry about that. I love Mariota, but I worry that that's going to be tough. And a lot of mouths to feed. Great running backs. I just, I don't know. It's not my favorite go-to guy this year. Brandon, what about you? I like it. You're both kind of hot takey on this one. Dak Prescott, Marcus Mariota is everyone's favorites. I'm going to say, uh, do I have to say it? Eli Manning? Uh, every I mean, year, every, every year. year. So good. And when have I been wrong? Right, right. Never. All I'm saying is this guy got sacked the absolute fewest amount of times out of any quarterback that played in all 16 game le- games last season. Everyone's whining about the offensive line, and I'll give them this. Eric Flowers is a problem, and we're going to talk about that another time. But actually, you know, I'm going to be entirely frank with you guys. He was sacked on 11.4% of his dropbacks. That's 32nd in the league among quarterbacks who played in at least 25% of their team's snaps. And he was under pressure on only 29.5% of his dropbacks, which was 30th in the league. Now, he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. So what are you saying? There's no excuse? 
I'm saying it's overblown. Let's put it that Mm -hmm. way. And it is time to maybe just say, maybe it's him. Maybe Eli's the problem. And it's one of those weird, weird conundrums that you're like, how can you have an OBJ on your team? Who's a top wide receiver. And yet you seem to score no points. Well, part of it, interceptions, man, you know, gets you every time. The interceptions kill him. And then his adjusted completion percentage is not good. And that takes into account your throwaways um, when you're doing spikes and the drops. Okay. His percentage uh, of completions is 71.7. And I just want you to know Case Keenum was 72.1. Lost his job to Jared Goff. And then, you know who else had better percentages? Tyrod Taylor, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, remember how bad he got? Still at a better p- completion percentage. When you take into account all everything, still better than Eli Manning by a long shot. I, I just think it's time to. The difference is, is, is the two-time is. Super Bowl winner, and the team still trucks along. So he still will be there, but you don't draft him. He tied Brock Osweiler and Blake Bortles with 16 interceptions, which was the fourth most in the league. It was. Do you bad. want to be tied with Blake it Bortles was bad. and Brock Osweiler with interceptions? Nope. Nope. I it's don't. the one stat you really don't want as a quarterback to be you tied with like Brock Bortles. Osweiler. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no. All right, guys, let's move on to running backs. My breakout running back uh, thus far has to be a guy that you can get in the 10th or 11th round. They could help your team immediately. And he has a cool name, Jacquees. Rogers. Love the quiz. Jacquiz. Jacquiz Rogers for the Buccaneers. Doug Martin is suspended for the first three games for drug use, just so everybody knows. So Rogers will be the guy at least for the first three weeks. Now, here's the thing. When Doug Martin was a healthy scratch at the end of last year, Jacquiz came in and he did awesome. So I feel like he earned it then. And I think he's going to earn the starting position in those first three weeks as well. I like him. I think he's going to do well enough. Nobody really loves Doug Martin. I mean, that's not a a phrase that's said very often. So I think the job is up for for grabs. If Rodgers can do it the first three weeks, I think it'll be something like, well, they'll put Doug Martin back in week four and five and then realize – but then keep putting Jack Jacquees in as well and realize that, oh, Jacquees has a better, you know, rushing average of yards per carry and can get into the end zone. And I think that that to me is going to get him the job. So yeah, I think he will be the guy for the first three weeks. And I think he could be the guy for the last seven or eight weeks. So I'm just throwing it out there. I think you can get him late. One of those last picks kind of thing. And he, could be the starting running back to a good team. So I like Jack Reese. Brandon? I like starting running backs on bad teams. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to the Cleveland Browns and their desire to rebuild their offensive line. And they are literally right now in pro football focus, the highest, highest average rating for an offensive line in the National Football League. They went out and they said, oh, you're available? We'll pay you. Oh, you're available? We'll pay you. And way to go. So Isaiah Crowell's ADP is like skyrocketing. He's now a third round pick. I was shocked how high he is now. And I love it. I mean, I don't love it because I like to grab him, but. I know, me too. And he was kind of one of our sneaky guys last season, and it kind of went up and down, and that was unfortunate. But you know whose ADP didn't go up? Duke Johnson. And I, I, last year, we were not into Duke Johnson. Don't do it, Brandon. Don't do it. 
I'm doing it. Uh, I'm, hey, we're the Isaiah Crowell fan club here at Her Fantasy Football. I drafted him last night. But you can get Duke Johnson now towards the end of your draft. Yeah, that's true. And, and that. Johnson only carried the ball 73 times last year, and that, that was not good. That's true. But his 53 catches tied with Theo Riddick and DeMarco Murray for the sixth most in the league. If you're playing in PPR formats, he is a complete steal, you guys. I, I just think that you need to check that out. And, and here's the deal. This is what's really crazy. Last year, you had to take Duke Johnson in the sixth round. Can you believe that? And now... It's like, whatever. And just to let you know, he's with impressive company. In terms of catches last season, Johnson was first, David Johnson. Then it was Le'Veon Bell. Then it was James White, random but true. And Bilal Powell, bet you didn't guess that one. And then Devontae Freeman. And then it's Duke Johnson. So I, I think you could do worse than going in the in the double-digit rounds and grabbing Duke Johnson. Because also, what if something happens to Isaiah Crowell? Duke Johnson's going to be a three down back at that point because they don't have anyone else. So I'm intrigued by him. Um, and I, I think that he's someone that could really break out this season. Ashley, what about you? I am seriously baffled. It is LeGarrette Blunt. I've already brought him up once. I'm going to bring him up now. And I will bring him up again in this show because I am so confused why his ADP is 52. It is just, I don't, I don't understand. So let's talk a little reality here. I drafted LeGarrette Blunt last night too. I know. I was mad because I was going to draft him <laughs> two players after you because he. I had him like highlighted. Like, that's who I'm grabbing. That's who I'm grabbing. I have said. so many running backs. I was Should like, I oh, you smelly pirate hooker. I was so mad when you took him. <laughs> smelly pirate hooker? Yeah. I think that's going to be that. Courtney's. From, uh, uh, what do you call it? My um, new Twitter Anchorman. Angle. Anchorman. <laughs> oh, anyway. that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, but he's coming to a team where there's the still injured Ryan Matthews, who we all know my feelings about Ryan Matthews over the years that I, I will not him. divulge because it's just not enough time. But who is allegedly in the trading block this offseason? He is listed as the number one back along with Blunt. And in reality, Blunt is the guy. His ADP, sorry, is 56, which is crazy good value because this guy finishes the seventh highest running back on a past first offense. He had over a thousand yards. He had the absolute most touchdowns out of any running back last year for rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He doesn't catch the ball. He only had seven catches for 38 yards total on the whole season, which is outrageous. <laughs> Neither but does who, Zeke Elliott, but who cares? Ezekiel Elliott doesn't, they've got running backs. They on this said, team. they that, say the blunt is actually catching the ball a lot. He's, he's season, got decent he's hands. doing well. And he didn't need to. They had James White. They had pass catching backs there. It was part of that offensive scheme. Blunt can do it. And he can run the ball. And he is proven. I am not even remotely worried about Ryan Matthews. Yes, he is 30 years old. But for the fact that he has been on a team that is pass first, he's a little bit fresher than most 30-year-olds. I think it's completely fine. And Ryan Matthews is going to be turning 29 and sorry, turning 30 in October. So again, I would much rather go with Blunt then go with Ryan Matthews. They are, for whatever reason, treating him as essentially a second running back right now. It is crazy to me. Blunt is a fantastic pick. Boom. Yes, they're taking him over Ryan Matthews. But for whatever reason, he's not being treated as if he's a solo back on this team, which he basically All right. Is. Well, ladies, let's go through our busts really fast. Which running back are you not drafting, Brandon? 
Well, I'll tell you what, we can continue the LeGarrette Blunt conversation because right now the Patriots are back to avoid at all costs. Why? Because they have this weird hybrid of Mike Gillisley, Deion Lewis, James White, even Rex Burkhead's getting a lot of buzz. And yes, even the once a year vulture, Brandon Bolden, is still on the team. I don't, nope, nope, nope. I just, you have no idea. The hot hand thing is going to be a thing, and I'm not, I won't do it. Uh, that's part of the reason we even have a serious XM show you guys, which will be uh, starting in a couple months here uh, is because uh, of going off on the new England usage of running backs and how for fantasy, it's so frustrating. So it's back everybody. Don't do it. All right, Ashley, I can agree to disagree with you here. Are we agreeing to disagree? Who's your Uh, best? Adrian Peterson. For sure. I have no warm, fuzzy feelings about Adrian Peterson. (sighs) What well, doesn't make any sense to me? Someone explain this to me. Adrian Peterson's ADP is 39. Mark Ingram's ADP is 69. Mark Ingram is the starting running back on this team. Why in the world is he 30 positions lower than Adrian Peterson? This is one of those classic players, which will be good for you as long as you don't take Adrian Peterson, that people just have these nostalgic warm, fuzzy feelings of the seasons of the past and say, oh, but he could be good again. He could be good again. I am here to tell you that I don't believe he will be good again. (laughs) I don't believe it. He had an entire offense centered around him in Minnesota. And the last two years, the play has been awful. That's the problem. He was the only player on the Minnesota Vikings. But here's the thing. He sits there and says, well, I haven't had good quarterbacks around me, and now I'm with Breeze. I'll be able to play well. He literally is saying this, and I'm like, but you were the number one running back for like eight years without good quarterbacks during that time as well. So to sit there and try to tell me that now just magically these last two years because you haven't had good quarterbacks when your play has been terrible, that that is the reason why. He's never had good quarterbacks in Minnesota. And he's always been the center of that offense. And he has always done well until these last few years, which he's had, what, 30 yards in the first game, 19 yards in the second game, came back midseason, only had 20-some yards. The guy is not the same AP of old. And the fact that he has a ADP in the third round is absolutely insane. Insane to me. And don't even get me started on all the seafood talk. What? Yeah. What's seafood talk? It's so crazy. The guy's allergic to seafood, and he's like, I just can't stop eating seafood. I love Nola. And I'm like, so not only have you been unhealthy, but now you are eating food that you are known to be allergic to? It obviously not a big deal, but it just is absolutely crazy to me. It is <laughs> absolutely crazy to me. It's like, take care of yourself, AP. Listen, take care of yourself. Listen, listen. It could be one of those things where like people are like, oh, I'm allergic to onions. And they actually just hate onions, right? Maybe AP just didn't like seafood for the longest time. So he's like, I'm allergic to seafood. The point no, is, he loved like- it and he got sick eating it randomly. Like he all of a sudden um, became allergic, like at 29 or something. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he can't stop eating it. And again, this is a stupid story, but the whole point is this is what we talk. <laughs> this is all we talk about AP with right now because there's nothing else to talk about with him right now. This um, is where you search AP and ev- the f- top five or six articles are about his seafood allergy. Okay, thirty nine, my people. ADP of thirty nine. Well, I'll bet Absolutely you a dollar that he is a top fifteen running back this year. I will bet you that dollar. All right, game on. All right, I hate to say it because I hate hitting a team when they're down. But I am staying away from Mr. Carlos Hyde. Yep. From the 49ers. 
This will be his fourth year in the NFL, and he has yet to play in all 16 games. Carlos has a very long history going back, way back to college of injuries. And now the 49ers won't even like publicly comment on him being the number one back. So that's never good. He has some competition coming from like everywhere this year. Tim Hightower comes from the Saints. They drafted Joe Williams in the fourth round. And then this Matt guy joins the team on undrafted uh, free agents. So boom. There's so much going on, and I'm scared. So it freaks me out. So I'm just going to break it down for you for Carlos Hyde. Long history of injuries, lots Mm -hmm. of competition on a struggling team with no quarterback, and he has the absolute worst schedule for a running back this year. So, yeah, I'm passing on him. I can't. I can't. Moving on. In fact, the guy that we drafted with last night that took Carlos Hyde, his last pick overall, he apologized for the Carlos Hyde pick and picked up the back, the running back, um, Joe Williams. Yep. I'm just saying. All right, let's get on to the wide receivers. <laughs> Breakout wide receivers. Ashley, who'd you got? Who'd you got? Well, I want to start off by saying that I think Demarius Thomas is going to do better than he did last year. Granted, he finished 19th. But there's Which just been shocked about, right? As Broncos fans, I was to say, like so he's the I, to me, he's the worst wide receiver in the. You NFL. watch him, and you're just like, "What happened to Demarius?" As a Bronco yeah. fans, we literally are just like, "What's going on?" But he still finishes yeah. the 19th best wide receiver, and Emmanuel Sanders was 21st. So they're right neck and neck. They've been neck and neck for years. I think they're just going to get better as a tandem. I think they're going to move their way up. I think we're going to have at least one of them as a maybe 11. Not quite the top 10 maybe, but I think Demarius might be the 11th best wide receiver. Could possibly crack 10 because we're going to have a better quarterback, whether it's Paxton Lynch, whether it's Simeon, he's going to be healthy. I think they're in a better situation. But to me, that's not – it's pretty obvious that I think they're going to do better. For me, it's Sammy Watkins, and I've been a Sammy Watkins hater for a while. And I feel feel it's turning. I feel the turn today. It's one of those players that I always view as being not healthy, and for the most part, he is not healthy. But (laughs) – but when you look at it, if you removed the last two games of the season last year, in which case, again, this is the classic when you look at people and they say they played a full season, but you sit there and really know like, okay, but like eight of those games, you were a total decoy and you weren't really, really doing anything. That's kind of the situation with Sammy Watkins, those first two games. But if you take those out, him and Tyrod Taylor actually have a really great connection. He had over 1,200 yards, if you can take those last 15 games together, and a great completion percentage. He was able to be healthy for some seasons. So let's see here. So he missed, he played uh, all of 2014, and he missed three games in 2015. That's pretty good. I'll take that. And I think him and Tyrod Taylor are going to be, do really, really well this year. And what's interesting is that he has an ADP of 43, whereas Alshon Jeffrey's ADP is 32. And I would much rather take Sammy Watkins when you've got two guys that both kind of are historical. We missed a lot of games. I'd rather take Sammy Watkins over Alshon Jeffrey. Have you ever situation. owned Sammy Watkins, Ashley? I have owned Sammy Watkins. Oh. Courtney does not believe you. Not with I have. Foot stick. I'm not touching that man. I have, but that's, the. I mean, especially if you're in a best ball league, Sammy Watkins is definitely your guy. The hard part with Sammy is trusting him that he's going to be healthy that game and then to put him in. But I do think that he is going to do really well with Tyrod Taylor this year. I think Tyrod Taylor's got something to prove this year. And I think that Sammy's going to be the beneficiary of it. Good for you. (laughs) She's the one, guys. She's the one there. She's the one. 
Sassy uh, early per- for me, thoughts. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. For me, it's all about value. And Jameson Crowder is the wide receiver everyone forgets about, and I can't stand it. So I'm okay with you wanting to get him in the seventh round, people. That's where you're getting him in the seventh round. He was a top 25 wide receiver last year in fantasy points and had more touchdowns than Julio Jones and T.Y. Hilton that are going in the first and second round, you guys. This is a crazy value pick. I also like that Terrell Pryor replaced both Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson because that's a thing. One player can replace two, I suppose. So really, you're just going to have more targets to Crowder, which is exactly all he needs is just a few more targets. And I think the Pryor is only going to open things up for Crowder to do what he does because both Pryor and Crowder are not your traditional receivers. So it's going to be crazy town. And I think that's exactly what Washington is all about. They're all about the crazy. And I love it. I think it's going to be amazing for both of them. They're going to be doing things that neither no, no one's seen in Washington for years. So I think he's fabulous. Crowder averaged over 12 yards a reception last year. So, I mean, come on. Seventh round, please. Give me, give me, give me. Four Brandon, teams had 2,000-yard wide receivers. One's the Saints. They sent one of them away, so that means Willie Sneed. Hello. Hello. Uh, two, the Broncos. Yes, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, and they are the only ones that did it three years in a row. Number three is Oakland with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Number four was Washington, and they sent away both guys who did it. Bye. Bye, Pierre. Bye, Deshaun Jackson, and that means hello, Jamison Crowder. Full support. Full yep. support for uh, So okay. I already talked about my guy, uh, Cooper. Much Cup better than Sammy Watkins, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but you've got good teams. Who wants to pick as like a breakout? <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I, I already talked about Cooper Cup, who you can get in the 14th round, who probably is going to be the wide receiver one on the Rams. Again, if Kenny Brick can get 1,000 yards, this could get pretty, get pretty decent for a 14th rounder. But I'm going to go into someone else instead because I can't just do the Rams show. That'll be a different show, I'm sure. Um Cameron Meredith, everybody, is the number one wide receiver on that team. Now you're going to say, what about Kevin White? Well, I'm telling you, I was doing SiriusXM radio over at the draft, and um, Adam Kaplan was on with us, and he said that everybody knows that has anything to do with the Bears organization says that Cameron Meredith is the guy. On top of that, that's just how it worked out last year. Kevin White's only played in four games in the National Football League. Now he gets a ton of targets when he does play, though. So I'm all about Kevin White as well. If I miss on Cameron Meredith, I'll take Kevin White too because they're going to be a one-two punch. But, guys, Cameron Meredith is going in the double-digit rounds, and he's a, he's a number one wide receiver. So, you guys, it's it's what it's, I'm all about. Go and get those guys in those double-digit rounds with number one on their team potential. That's kind of my mantra. So I do, I, I do. I look for these bad teams wide receiver ones that no one cares about. If Terrell Pryor can get 1,000 yards, in Cleveland and Kenny Brick can get a thousand yards as a Los Angeles Ram. Cameron Meredith can get a thousand yards as a bear. I'm telling you, it's, I think this could happen. All right. I like it. I like it too. I like that. Thanks. All guys. right. For busts for wide receivers. Listen again, I've got really bad teams. So there's really several people I could pick from. Right. But my thing is, is that I, I can't believe Josh Doxson is still getting drafted. And here's my thing. He's not even playing with the first team. So, like, we just need to move on. You just need to move on. We already talked about how Terrell Pryor and Jameson Crowder are going to be the guys. So just stop. That's not where you really want to stretch. 
If you want to stretch, you want to go to the San Francisco 49ers, right? And get one of those guys that may have a chance because there's not, you know, everybody's fighting for the position. And when there's a team that already has two studs, it's not, it's not going to happen. I mean, unless you're the Giants. So I just think you just move on. Giants can't even Brent, do it. Yep, the Giants can't even do it. Well, we'll see. Brandon, what about you? I'm going to say not a bust bust, like a total bust, but I think it's really weird that Brandon Cook's ADP is still as high as it is in the third round, considering mm-hmm. um, everyone keeps saying, oh, he could be the Randy Moss. He's not Randy Moss. Um, and there are a couple of reasons why. Randy Moss is six foot four. Brandon Cooks is five foot ten. They're both really fast, and I have total respect for Brandon Cooks. But the New England Patriots is about winning football t- games, not winning you your fantasy championship. And I think this is a perfect example of that. I think this opens up the field for Rob Gronkowski. And Randy Moss only played four games with Rob Gronkowski when he was a rookie, so he never had to compete with targets with Rob Gronkowski. And we're not even talking about Edelman, Mr. Vulture say, of all the targets, or the bromance of Brady with Edelman. Right. Or how about like people still think that Dwayne Allen could be a thing. Listen, there are too many things on this team for Brandon Cooks to be going in the third round. If you are doing that, it's because you don't believe that Gronkowski can stay healthy. I think that might be a mistake, though. I think this is going to be a 50-50 situation, and I think both of them, you're just going to think you took a little too high. Just a little too high. Still good. Yeah, still good. Yeah. And don't forget, Randy Moss did play for Oakland, and that wasn't hot. So it's possible that it could be the Randy Moss of the Raiders, and nobody oh. wants that. Oh, come on, though. That's All right. Great. Ashley, what about you? So I talked about earlier, Alshon Jeffrey. I am not into him at all this season for where he's going again at 32 too rich for my blood. He missed four games in 2016, seven games in 2015. He played full seasons of 2014 and 2013. But if you look at 2016, he finished as the 54th highest scoring wide receiver. And that was only with missing four games, which seemed kind of on par for him in terms of what he had done the last two years. Again, it was actually a little bit of improvement than it was in 2015. My issue is, is that he's coming from what was scarily enough, a better offense than Philly was last year. You have the 15th best offense, which is very middle of the pack with the Bears, to what was the 11th worst offense with Philly last year. Yes, I believe that we're going to have improvement on this Phillies team. But Jordan Matthews was only the 50th highest scoring wide receiver last year. Do I believe that him sharing balls between Jordan Matthews as well as Alshon Jeffrey is going to be able to move that far up where he is worth you taking as a 30-second pick? No, I do not believe he will. He will not pay off for where you have to grab him. Boom. All right, ladies, let's just go roll through the tight ends real fast. Who is your breakout tight end and who is your bust tight end? Brandon? Well, I mean, he kind of broke out last season, but it's so abnormal for a rookie tight end to do so. I just have to give Hunter Henry a shout out here because uh, everyone on uh, the Chargers team, including Antonio Gates, say, yeah, he's the number one tight end now. And that's cool because Gates just wants to get that touchdown record and call it a day. And he's going to get that. And I'm so excited for him. But he has played 13 years in the National Football League with Philip Rivers. And of those 13 years, there were only two seasons in which Antonio Gates scored less than seven touchdowns in a season. Okay, so they throw touchdowns to tight ends. And I know people don't, it's not cool to like talk about touchdowns as a stat line because they're random, I guess, whatever. But 
Philip Rivers, this is his game. He looks for the tight end in the end zone. I'm all about it. I know he's going a little higher than a lot of people think he should be, but I actually think it's pretty on par. And I'm targeting him instead of the Gronkowskis or the Travis Kelsey's of the world so that I can get more wide receivers and running backs early and get Hunter Henry or Cameron Braid or Zach Ertz like late. I like that. Perfect. And who's your boss, Brandon? My bust is going to be Evan Engram, who's got all this buzz from the Giants. But again, how are we going to feed everybody? This is like a New England's Patriots kind of situation, but without Tom Brady and instead Eli Manning. And the biggest problem with Evan Engram is that he doesn't block. Everybody loves that he's a pass catcher tight end, but he doesn't block. And we just talked about how supposedly their, t- their offensive line is in such disarray. Well, guess what? They didn't play Paul Perkins last season because he couldn't pass protect. Well, if their tight end can't pass protect and they're going to run three wide, re- wide receiver sets, because they have Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham Jr., and Sterling Shepard, then they can't have him on the field either. It's just There's too many people to have it on the field. It's like math. It just doesn't work out in my brain. So I don't know where these targets are come from. He's also a rookie. I just If you're going to go for a rookie tight end at the end, I'd go for Gerald Everett from the Rams instead. The guy they want to be, Jordan Reed, not the guy who needs to pass protect, who can't pass protect. All right, Brent. Ashley, what about you? Who's your breakout and your bust? My breakout's going to be Kyle Rudolph. He actually finished as the third highest scoring tight end last year. Mm. And they have a very similar offense. They're going to have a very similar style of play. The team is pretty much intact. I think he's going to do really, really well. And for where you can get him, he's got crazy good value. He's coming as the 10th tight end off the board right now. So in some leagues, he's with the very last player drafted. So he's got really great value. In terms of the tight end I don't like, it is Julius Thomas. This year will be no different than last year in which he finished the 29th worst tight end or best tight end in the league, which is really third worst. <laughs> um, tight best end. Worst. He missed four games in 2014, four games in 2015, and six games in 2016. This is his normal missing four to six games. So you can expect his averages to be just about the same every single year, which puts him as not remotely a draftable quarterback. I ain't tight end. Don't do it. Boom. You know, I love me some Eric Ebron this year, and you can get him in the 13th round. Mm -hmm. So I'm not in love with anybody necessarily in Detroit in general. Um, So I think that he's going to have his opportunity to find his place in this offense. I think there's there's mouths to feed, but none of them are like (laughs) – great so like eric ebron could be that option plus they got a couple tight ends um there aren't they aren't catching tight ends they're blocking tight ends so this is only going to open things up for eric ebron in that end zone which is exactly where stafford needs him so i really like eric ebron and people might freak out at this one but i am not drafting jordan reed this year um i listen I know you're going to need to take him either in the third or fourth round. And for a guy that gets hurt a lot, I don't want to take that risk. He's not Gronkowski and punches. I'm willing to take Gronkowski risk. (laughs) And not only that, but Gronkowski breaks his arm. Okay, now great, great. Okay, he breaks his arm. He's out for the season. That stinks. But then he can throw his magical cast on. He still plays. He still plays. Right, exactly. I mean, he's like, yeah. But it's Um, not soft tissue. It's a bone. bone. Right. Which are better than soft tissue injuries and concussions. But for Jordan Reed, it's concussions that freak me out. We don't know anything about concussions. At least the NFL refuses to admit that they do. And so, therefore, you just don't know how long he's going to be out for. There's a huge protocol that they have to do to pass. It's not like, yeah, 
a high ankle sprain sprain where yeah, that's unfortunate and it hurts, but some people do work through that and there's nothing that says that you can't go on the field with that injury. There is something that says you can't go on the field with a concussion if you don't pass the protocol and that freaks me out. I love Jordan Reed. I think if you could get him for lower than that, that's fine, but the price tag you have to pay with the type of injury that he has, it's not my tight end that I'm running with. Sorry, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. All right, ladies, real fast. Who's the last player you're going to take in the draft? Not kicker or defense, obviously. Ashley, what about you? I'm going to go with the guy I went with last year. Ted Ginn Jr., baby. ADP 165, mm. not getting drafted for the most part. Again, almost 70% reception completion percentage last year, and he's in an offense this year that throws, 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 throws a little bit more. I love that he's paired with Drew Brees. And if you look at last year, he finished above Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Matthews, Randall Cobb, and Brandon Marshall. He's that guy that nobody really thinks about that is a great guy to take at the very end there, especially if you're in a best ball league where he can have some huge games for you. I've done it two years in a row, Ted Ginn Jr., yeah, I love rookie running back Joe Williams for the 49ers. I didn't want to say that he was like my breakout for the running backs because I picked Carlos Hyde to be my best. But I think that he is going to be a great pick. I Unfortunately, I do think he's going to go higher and higher off on the draft board um, getting closer to August. But right now, you can get him for great value. Brandon, yeah, what about you? I would say this is a little bit weird, but Taylor Gabriel barely has an ADP, and Mohamed Sanu has no ADP at all. I love Gabriel. I just think it's really interesting because other than Julio Jones, like that's it, right? I mean, am I missing a depth chart? And I, I, I <laughs> this is it. Yeah. So right. I, I think they're going to actually open up maybe the offense a little bit more now without Kyle Shanahan there. You know, they said they're going to run a lot of the same plays, but I think it's going to be a little bit different. And I think they're going to be incorporated a bit more. I think they're A-OK, especially if you're in a best ball league to take towards the end uh, because they're going to have some big games. And uh, I think that they may go back and forth as to who that is. Uh, but you're, you'll get some good, good leverage, I think, out of one of those two guys i just found it so interesting that there was like no adp information just no one even are acknowledging mm -hmm. that they're on the team i'm not mm. fully confident of julio this year i'm not gonna lie to you i like taylor gabriel a lot really yeah another hot I'm nervous take. i'm nervous confident about that injury julio. i'm nervous about that injury mm. not sammy's surgery but well i'm but always really about sammy, but i had to pick a breakout player from the <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding all right most surprising adp brandon I think it's interesting that uh, Spencer Warren and uh, yeah. Kareem Hunt, the uh, rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, their ADPs are coming closer and closer together because Kareem Hunt's having a really good um, preseason. They're going to have to run the ball a lot because they got rid of Jeremy Macklin, and they're going to go, I guess, full-on no-wide receivers with touchdowns mode. Now, I, I like I like Tyree Kill. He's fine. But uh, he's a little more of a gadget player than what I would like to depend on. Yeah. So. I'm interested as to see uh, where that's going to go. So I'm a little bit surprised at the movement that's been happening there. Um, but right now, to be entirely frank, Spencer Ware might be the best deal on the board if he does end up being the starter. They keep saying he is. Uh, but at the same time, man, I, I you know I don't love handcuffing. I kind of just like to go with the guy that I think has the best chance to start. But unfortunately, that is the handcuff. I think Kareem Hunt also has the best chance to start. So it's very intriguing to me. Ashley, what about you? I said, burn him up again. LeGarrette Blunt. I don't know what crack people are on. Apparently, you should take Christian McCaffrey and Carlos Hyde and Adrian Peterson first. Yeah, it's not going to happen. 
Nah. <laughs> or just get all of them like I did last night. That's, I think, get them you didn't, you didn't pick up Hyde. I don't even think I have wide receivers. And it's a PPR yeah. league. It's totally yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm rather shocked that Quincy and Noonwa has fallen so low. Like, I get oh, yeah. it. He doesn't have a quarterback, right? That's the thing. Okay, so he has a little bit of a neck injury. Okay, fine. But he's still the number one wide receiver for the Jets, a team that you know will need to throw the ball if they have any hope of being competitive in their division. So ADP at the 12th round for a number one wide receiver, I think, is quite the steal, and I think it's worth the risk. So – I know. I think that's fine. He had moments of real talent last season um, as the number two guy. So I think he could do it. Also, uh, well, that, I would say that makes him the Terrell Pryor of 2017, right. right? Yeah. Bad team. Go they got to throw a thousand yards. There you go. Boom. Dunois, Pryor. Same, same person. 2016, I mean, 2017. No, not really. <laughs> but, you know, he could be good. He could be decent. Yeah. Could be decent. All right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you again to our sponsors, HelloFresh. For $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter HerFFB30 at the checkout. Again, the promo code is HerFFB30. And with that, you will get the $30 off your first week. Well, ladies, it's June. I'm so excited for August, but we've got quite a long ways to go. So cross your fingers. Nobody gets hurt. Except everybody on everybody else's team. All right. right. And yeah. we're off, you guys. <laughs> Until next time, no more faking it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.